Are you a real estate investor looking to elevate your income, freedom, and lifestyle? If so, optimize your daily performance by downloading our free guide, Raising the Bar, Five Steps to Elevate Your Habits at elevatepod.com. In this guide created by yours truly, you'll learn why you do what you do, how to easily institute cues in your environment to trigger desired behavior, directly applicable steps to create a fulfilling future, and much more. Get your free copy now at elevatepod.com and kickstart your new habits today. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to Elevate the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with you, me, myself and I for another edition of Elevate Exclusive with Tyler. And I wanna sit down with you again today on our real estate investing series and stack on what we've already built further. We started with goal setting. We started with setting an intention, setting the path, setting your future in advance by setting goals and getting clear on where is it that you wanna go. We stacked on that by saying, look, let's now that we've created our path, now let's go execute, let's go find opportunities, whether we're doing passive investments, whether we're doing active investments, and let's trust but verify. We talked about due diligence, look at, episode 218 if you want to learn more about due diligence and what that is all about. But today I want to stack on what we've built so far in terms of creating and optimizing your own real estate investing strategy by talking about investment analysis. Of course, as you know, Elevate Podcast is all about mindset, mind expansion, and personal development for high-performing real estate investors. And today is no different. And we're going to stack on that by saying, Look, if you want to make great decisions in real estate, you've got to be able to analyze the opportunity. You've got to be able to read in between the lines. And and one of the things that we are very fond of saying within CF Capital is do the math and let the numbers tell you what to do. And of course, we've got to read in between the lines as well. We've got to understand how those numbers benefit or fit into the bigger picture, whether that's macroeconomics, whether that's microeconomics of the submarket. How does that play in terms of risk mitigation? What are we doing in terms of our strategy, our business plan for that particular asset? And as you do the math, the numbers tell you what to do, but you can also decide yes or no, no, no go, or let's proceed on this type of investment or, or on this particular investment. And so whether you're active, whether you're passive, whether you're a sponsor, whether you are buying smaller properties, larger properties, whether you're investing in multifamily real estate, whether you're investing in retail and office in land, maybe you're wholesaling deals, maybe you're flipping houses. At the end of the day, investment analysis is going to be core to how you make decisions, right? We also have to check in continuously with what conversation are we having with ourselves throughout this entire process. That goes without saying. And I think that what you recognize is the pattern that the highest performers not only can optimize and understand and execute and make decisions, make effective decisions through effective investment analysis, but they carry those forward based on and optimizing their own mindset and expanding their mind to say, you know what, maybe what wasn't clear before is now clear based on what I understand about the different dynamics of the marketplace, whether that's psychology, whether that's migration, whether that's financially related, 
whether that's geopolitically related, right? As we continue to expand our mind, we start to see things that we didn't see before. And so all of these things are important. We need to continue to stack on that. And as we grow our team, right, we've got to develop ourselves. We've got to continue to strengthen our own wisdom, our own skill set, our own intuition, right? And, and there's times where as you dig in through an investment analysis and you read into an opportunity and you really get familiar with the pros and cons of a deal, you start to say, well, my intuition is telling me something, right? My intuition is telling me this is a great opportunity. My intuition is telling me this is a bad opportunity. This is not something that we want to move forward with. And so as you continue to stack in all of these directions, that we that's what you start to get. But what I want to talk to you about today is optimizing the way that you look at deals. And so the first thing, of course, you know, it, this is one of my favorite people in the world, Ben Franklin. He said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. And that's what you're doing today. You are investing in your own knowledge by listening to Elevate Podcast. So I want to talk to you a little bit about how we look at deals with CF Capital, how this might apply for you to look at deals yourself, whether that's to take your own strategy or process to the next level, or even just strengthen and build your own process through this. So I hope that this is valuable for you. The first thing that we do, obviously, is we build a pipeline to source deals. And how do we do that? We build relationships, we network, we understand where the watering holes for deals. And a lot of times that comes through brokers, of course, myself and my, my partner, Brian, we are previous brokers ourselves. So we understand that space very intimately and deeply. And in the multifamily space that we invest, most of the deals are, you know, they're, they're, they're transacted through brokers, whether they're on market or off market. Uh, most of those deals are transacted through brokers I would also say that 80% of the deals that we look at are provided to us by 20% or less of brokers in the target markets that we focus on. And so I think the Pareto's principle is very important for us to understand how we're sourcing deals, how that applies to you as well. So who are the deal sources? First of all, of course, that's another discussion, but I wanted to give some more context in terms of how are we sourcing these opportunities. Now, once we've identified the opportunity of all right, we've sourced the opportunity. Now it's time for us to really dig in. And by the way, for us, for us to optimize our process, we have a team. We have a team of analysts. We have a team of underwriters and folks that help us dig into data. We also have folks that we work with on the acquisition side. You may be a one-person shop. You may have a small team yourself, or you may be looking to develop your team. Or again, you may be a passive investor and so I think it's important for us to understand all of these things. So I think if you're going to grow a company, you have to understand things from a minute level all the way to the top level so that you can dictate strategy th so that you can question assumptions, right? We've talked a lot about questioning assumptions in past episodes on Elevate Podcast. And I think it's important for us to continue to do that today. But as you stack on your own knowledge, we talked about an investment in knowledge pays the best interest by Ben Franklin. Well, let's talk about what does that knowledge need to be if you want to understand an investment, you know, the pros and the cons, the risk, the reward, the the business plan, the execution, we've got to really understand that asset from a deep perspective. And so, as I mentioned, with CF Capital, our analyst team uh, really kind of brings us a model. And with that model, we look at a few things. And obviously, we can get very granular, we can get very detailed, or we can really talk about from a high level. And I think the best way to start at least the way that my mind works. And, and I don't know, your mind may work this way as well, uh, or maybe it works a little bit differently. But the way that my mind works first is, what's the big picture here? What's the what's the story of this deal? Is this a value add opportunity? Is this a, is this a property where we need to go in and 
uh, you know, maybe fix some deferred maintenance, whether that's exterior, maybe that's interior. Maybe we need to fix some operational problems or, you know, maybe there's a gap in the marketplace that we've identified. And, you know, we'll talk about that with our analysts and say, what gap in the marketplace have we identified? Are we positioned to serve a higher clientele to where then we can increase revenue, we can increase rents to meet that gap? And, and what is it that we need to do to get there? Is it adding amenities? Is it improving the interior of the units? Is it improving the common areas? Is it improving the exterior? Is it rebranding or repositioning the property? So starting from a high level to say, well, what's the story here? Understanding where it sits today and then perhaps where it might be able to go, I think is very, very important. And as we dig into the investment analysis, of course, there are some things that we like to look at, right? What what does the seller expect? What is the seller looking for in terms of a purchase price here? What's the seller's goal? in terms of this sale. And then once we understand those things, then we can start to get particular and then we can start to dig in to the specifics and the particulars around the asset. And so once we dig into that, it's all right, we know the purchase price. When I'm looking at a multifamily deal, I'd like to to have some rules of thumb or at least some some heuristics, some things that kind of give me a positioning of where the asset is currently in comparison to the marketplace. And I think when you start to source a lot of deals, you start to see you know, what's realistic, what actually is trading in the marketplace. When you think about a purchase price in a multifamily space, a great way for us to kind of quantify that is to break it down in a price per unit perspective. If you want to go even more granular from that, you can dig into a price per square foot basis, because sometimes you're comparing a price per unit of a, you know, a property that's got smaller units on average, or maybe larger units on average than the competitive data set. And once you start to recognize that, you can say, okay, well, how does this compare to what's been in the marketplace? Is it on the high end of the spectrum? Is it the low end of the spectrum? And you start to get more of a sense of where this deal may be shaking out. You know, one of the things that I think is important in terms of also a, a rule of thumb or perhaps a, a baseline understanding of where does this deal shake out from a high level is cap rate or capitalization rate, right? And if you're not familiar with a cap rate, really what that is is this net operating income divided by the purchase price. What this gives us is if you were to purchase this property for all cash, this would be your return on investment in that year one, right? This would be your projected year one. And actually, when you look at a cap rate, typically it is, it's based on a trailing 12 month income and expense figure, right? Your, your net operating income, your income minus your expenses equals your net operating income. And typically you're measuring the cap rate of the asset based on that figure. And so you're looking back 12 months. I think it's, it's much more appropriate for us to really understand what the historical uh, performance has been. But it's also important for us to really understand, well, what does that reasonably look like here over the first 12 months? And of course, we get super granular in terms of how do we look at NOI, net, net operating income and the cap rate. But this is just a rule of thumb. It just gives us more of a sense of where are we pricing on this deal? You know, in the, in the current market environment, I can tell you that cap rates have compressed in a very substantial way for many different reasons, right? Yield is been has been compressed to a large degree because capital continues to chase yield. It's looking for opportunities. You look at the level of money printing that the United States has engaged in over the past 18 months and really even over the past 10 years, it shows you exactly why that's happening. And, you know, all of that capital has to go somewhere, right? It can't just sit around or it can be inflated away. And that's really what's happening. So investors are looking for deals. There's more capital out there. There's the same or less amount of deals because, you know, many sellers are saying, 
I can either capitalize on this opportunity or, you know, and if I do that, I've got to do a 1031 exchange or I've got to, um, you know, I've got to pay a capital gain. And so those are things that sellers are thinking about. And so all of these forces will create a compressed cap rate environment, which then leads to higher prices. And so the reason why I go into that, that much detail there is it gives more context around that figure. And of course, each and every market uh, in each and every different asset class or particular vintage may have a different cap rate or it may be a different market cap rate. And so when you start to look at cap rate, you start to say, all right, does this make sense in the sub market? Does this make sense in this particular asset class, this particular vintage, the business plan, which with, with which I am projecting on this asset. And so once I start to answer those questions, I can say yes or no, but then I can start to dig a little bit deeper, right? These are, it's almost if yes, then if no, then. And so once I start to do that, I start to get more familiar with the bigger picture here. And, you know, you look at a deal also in, in a cap rate is also a measure of risk and reward in any opportunity. And when you look at a deal and it has a higher cap rate, typically a rule of thumb is, Hey, that's a higher risk deal, right? It's a lower price. It's a higher return. Um, and it's generally going to be considered a higher risk deal for whatever reason. Maybe it's got a really challenging tenant base. Maybe it's a distressed property. Maybe it's a property that's been mismanaged for many years. Maybe it's in a very high crime area. Um, you know, if you've got a low cap rate, maybe it's a brand new property. Maybe it's a brand new asset. Maybe it's completely stabilized. Maybe it's in a prime area of the city. Maybe it's in a place where it's highly desirable, therefore very low risk. And so you take those things into account. And now typically you look at cap rate as well. And, you know, it can be manipulated, of course, right? You know, you can, you can look at cap rate and you can say, well, you know, is this actually the return on investment that we're looking for? And by the way, most of you know, and, and many of the listeners of Elevate Podcasts are what I would describe as high performing real estate investors. So this is more review for, for many of you, but of course, refining our knowledge and our mind expansion is important. But as we look at cap rates, I mean, obviously we're going to be financing many of these deals because leverage is one of the most powerful things in real estate. And so cap rate is really just that kind of beginning perspective. Like what are we looking at in terms of this deal? As we dig deeper, we look at, well, what are our options in terms of financing? What are our options in terms of bringing equity to the deal? Are we looking to invest our own capital in this deal? exclusively? Are we looking to bring in another partner? Are we looking to bring in several partners? Are we looking to sponsor this opportunity where we put in some capital and we raise the additional balance of the capital? And so as we start to answer those questions, then we can start to get more of a sense of, well, what, what may, may that yield actually be dollar per dollar? And as we really dig into the underwriting of the asset and we start to say, well, if we're looking at the pro forma, are we looking at the historical projections or the historical performance of the property? And then we're projecting those, you know, those figures moving forward based on the business plan that we believe is appropriate for that asset. Then we can start to get more of a sense of what is our real return on investment on this particular deal? Also, you know, we start to get out there and we say, all right, well, based on the purchase price, based on the business plan, based on the asset, based on the market and all of these different things, this is the debt that we believe is available to us. And we obviously we back that up with team members and we, uh, we, we cross reference and we check and we verify with other people who are in that side of the business who are supporting us from a debt perspective. And once we start to get a picture of that, we can start to project 
all right, well, this is the amount of equity we need to bring to the deal. This is the amount of debt that we believe is reasonably available to us in this deal. This is the interest rate. This is the the cost of the financing. These are the costs of our of our legal fees and so forth. And so once we start to get a sense of all of those things, we start to project out and we start to say, well, okay, if that's the case, and if it's going to cost us this much money to do our due diligence, as we talked about in episode 218, once we start to see that and we marry that with the projections. And by the way, we're marrying the projections very detailed in a detailed manner. We're getting insurance quotes, right? We're talking with our tax professionals to understand what what sort of impact are we going to have on property taxes and so forth. And as we dig into these figures, as we dig into property management fees, payroll, salaries, all of these kind of things to support the execution of the business plan. And we bring in our team members to cross-reference and verify these inf- these pieces of data as we do that, we start to see, well, how does this impact our return on investment? How does this impact the structure of our deal? And of course, as we you know dip, dig into this, we can nip and tuck, we can make some changes, we can make some tweaks and say, all right, well, if that won't work, will this work? And you know, it, it's never a, um, you know, it's never really set in stone. We can actually make any tweaks. And, and of course it's gotta be, you know, something that matches up to reality of the asset. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor. Then we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a national real estate investment firm founded by myself and my business partner, Brian Flaherty. CF Capital's mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors like you maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. If you are looking for risk adjusted alternative investments in quality apartment communities are seeking tax optimized cash flow with appreciation upside without all the hassles of management, you might benefit from learning more about investing alongside our team. You're invited to reach out and learn more about how you can invest with us by visiting cfcapllc.com. We're also currently offering a free ebook called The Bottom Line. 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, we're confident you'll find massive value in this resource. So go get your free copy today at cfcapllc.com. And now please enjoy the rest of the show. And so then from there, what figures do we start to look at, right? So we've looked at some of the high level stuff. We've got a sense of what this deal is really doing from a performance perspective. We understand what's going on in the capital markets to say, all right, well, my alternative or my best alternative may be to put my money in a different vehicle, right? It may be to put it into another real estate deal. It may be to put it into cryptocurrency. It may be to put it in the stock market. It may, to, may be to put it in a, a private startup, right? There's all of these different options for our capital. And we say, well, what makes it, what makes the most sense for us to invest in this type of asset? For us, like we look at apartments as, you know, lower risk. It's, it's a, it's a you know necessity for people to have food, water, and shelter, right? And so apartments for us are, are shelter. We're providing a vital, basic, essential living need for many people. And so for us, we look at it as, well, you know, no, no matter what's happening in the economy, we still serve a purpose. It's not necessarily a luxury. We don't really invest in luxury apartments, but we invest in workforce housing and quality places, clean places, safe places for families, who are working, who are providing an income and a, and a, you know, a safe place for their family. And so those are the things that we look at. And so when we consider all of these things together, we say, well, what, what makes sense for us for, from a return on investment perspective? Sometimes we look at cash on cash return, right? What type of cash flow is every single dollar that we're putting into this deal, bringing back year one, year two, 
year three, year four, year five, however long we depend on, you know, we decide on holding that investment. And of course, every deal from our perspective is unique. And, and I believe that, that that's relevant for you as well. Every deal that you look at is going to be unique. Every deal is going to have, you know, potentially a different hold period. You may say, look, I'm a long-term holder. I hold for the long haul. And all I care about is continuing to add value to the deal. And that works as well. And that kind of goes back to your investment thesis. And as you really get clear on your investment thesis, then you can get more clear on, well, what makes sense for you based on all the alternatives that you have available to you? And so for us, it's like, all right, well, if we're going to hold the deal for five years, we're going to look at what is the cash on cash return? And then also, what is the internal rate of return? The internal rate of return, in my opinion, or IRR, is maybe the holy grail of real estate investing because it really encompasses the entire investment to say, all right, well, if we're going to make an investment in this year, the amount of cash flow that we're going to achieve in these years of holding the investment, as well as our exit price, as well as taking out any costs associated with that exit or with that sale, you know, also any tax benefits that are enjoyed throughout the hold period. And of course, real estate can be a, a phenomenal vehicle from a tax perspective, but can also be recaptured on a sale unless we're in, engaging in a 1031 exchange. All of those different factors and more, and, and of course, you know, some of the, the benefits of, of leverage and so forth helps us amplify this metric. But if we look at this metric and we really get clear on, well, what does this make sense? Is this, is this number one, is this realistic? Uh, is this something that is available to us in a higher or lower risk alternative asset or investment? And so those are the things that we look at. But as we really dive into an investment analysis, those are the things that we're looking at. We're also looking at how much equity multiple are we looking at? We put in $1 into this deal in year one. In year five, is that going to one and a half X? Is that going to two X? Is that going to double? Is that going to more? Is it going to triple? Um, and so then you start to get more of a sense of, hey, is this deal really worthwhile? Because there's some deals that are, man, they're a lot of work and there's a lot of reposition. There's a lot of challenge you can get worse before it gets better, right? If you're buying a distressed deal or perhaps a value add, a deep, heavy value add deal, sometimes it may not even be worth it because the mental bandwidth, the team bandwidth, the the challenge, the heartache, the stress, um, you know, required to do that. But other times you look at it and say, look, this is going to be a lot of work, but wow, this is going to be an amazing reward. And so I think if we want to build ample wealth, it's asking those questions to ourselves while we're making investment decisions, but it's also doing the math and let the numbers telling it, let the numbers tell us what to do. And so, you know, as you're really digging into your own real estate investments, those are questions that you can ask yourself. I love this quote by Ben Graham, who wrote the intelligent investor. And, and many people will say, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a timeless wisdom investing book. And, you know, in today's day and age, there's a lot of speculation that happens in the investment markets in cryptocurrency, in the stock market, in, you know, in the equity markets in general, and, and of course in real estate as well. And a lot of people get into the place of, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm just making a bet so that I can, you know, outpace inflation or so that I can protect my wealth or so that I can stay in the game. Because, man, we live in a weird point in time and a weird point in history. But what Ben Graham said is the individual investor should act consistently as an investor and not a speculator. And I couldn't agree more. We're not looking to speculate. We're not looking to hope and pray and wish that, you know, our property goes from one value to the, 
to the next and say, look, you know, real estate values always go up, right? We've, we've got to trust and verify information. We've got to cross-reference and say, all right, well, if our business plan is to go in and renovate this property and raise rents by call it 15% or 20% or whatever, you know, we're saying maybe it's even 5%, um, you know, what sort of supporting data do we have to support that? And if we're looking to substantially change the value of an asset, do we have current market data that supports whether or not that is a reasonable expectation? Or are we speculating that the market in the future is just going to continue to rise? Because you know what? Um, people have short-term memories. I think people have short-term memories that, and sometimes people say, hey, look, you know, this time's different. And I think that that's one of the most dangerous phrases in investing is that this time's different. You know, there's no, no longer any, um, you know, any market cycles. And I think if we get into that thought process, it can be very dangerous because if we only expect real estate prices to go up, we only expect our investments to go up. Well, then we can be in for a real, real awakening when a market correction happens. And one of the things that happens in real estate is if you analyze a deal appropriately and you look at a deal with eyes wide open without rose colored glasses and you say, look, this could be a great deal. Now we're betting on some probabilities here. We're saying that it's probable to go in this direction, but if it doesn't, can we hold on to it? Do we still cash flow? Do we still service our debt? Do we still pay our expenses? Do we still pay our staff? And if you can hold on to deals and say, look, we're going to, you know, plan B contingency plan B is now in session, right? Can we hold on to the deal without being forced to sell it? You don't crystallize a loss. And so if you don't crystallize a loss, then ultimately you can win because again, this is a long-term game cycles, you know, they come and go, you know, markets go up and down. And if you're appropriately analyzing deals, you understand that various circumstances may occur. And really an investment analysis is a general guide for our execution, but we recognize that things may change. And that's, that's where investing in your mindset and your mind expansion, your personal development comes into such high regard and, and such importance as we continue to be successful for the long term, because it's not about short-term gains. It is about long-term generational wealth creation. And I think this is really how you create it. Got some other amazing quotes. One thing I wanted to share from Robert Kiyosaki he says, it's not about how much money you make, but how much money you keep, how hard it works for you and how many generations you keep it for. And I think this is the thought process to executing on that thought process, right? If you want to make more money, if you want to allow your money to work hard for you, allow your money to stay in your purview and stay in your control, and keep that for generations, this is the approach to doing that. And so I think that it's really exciting. And, and I'll, I'll just wrap with one final thing here. When I talk about investment analysis, um, you know, sometimes you can just make quick decisions and say, look, this is it. And, and I think over time, your intuition gets to a point where you can look at a deal very quickly and say whether or not it's going to work. But ultimately, what this is all designed for and what this podcast today, the solo pod is designed for is to help you take back control instead of saying, you know what, someone else told me that I that I think I should do this or, or that this is the right approach for me. And, you know, I, I want you I want everyone listening here to really be able to think for themselves and to be able to say, you know what, no matter what anyone else says to me, I have the ability of taking back control of my future. And Peter Thiel said this beautifully. He said, the most contrarian thing of all is not to oppose the crowd, but to think for yourself. The most contrarian thing of all 
is not to oppose the crowd, but to think for yourself. And if you can educate yourself or if you can surround yourself with the tools, the team, the resources, the technology, the people, the mentors, the, the tribe, the, the mastermind, the community, like Elevate Nation, if you can surround yourself with other people who can help you take your game to the next level, then you can start to think for yourself, right? You don't have to, you can get advice, you can consider advice, but you can make your own decisions. And so I think that that's what this is all about. You know, some of the things that were really valuable for me in gaining more perspective on investment analysis in particular was going through the CCIM program, Certified Commercial Investment Member. It's a gold standard, a PhD of commercial real estate. For me, it was like, when I got in this business, I was like, you know, this is this is all really exciting. And I always I, I always enjoyed math, frank, frankly, uh, growing up, but it was, you know, very complicated. And I felt like it was very complicated. And so I wanted to go and get the proper education. And of course, as I did that, I started to apply that and test out deals and really underwrite deals myself and really see how they kind of played out. And so I did that before I started to actually put my money where my mouth was. And um, as I did that, and as I repeated that, you know, repetition is the mother of all skill. I started to get better and better and better at that. And so now we have a team of analysts who, who support us in this, but now I can dig into a deal to be able to say whether or not it makes sense for our strategy and for our goals and for the things that we're looking to do. And when I invest passively, I do the exact same thing. I want to reverse engineer their thought process, their strategy, and take it from a granular level all the way on the ground, zooming all the way up 50,000 feet and saying, all right, does this actually make sense based on what I see going on in the economy, based on what I see going on in this market, based on what I understand about financial policy, monetary policy, currency, economic policy, geopolitical moves, all of these different things, migration, demographics, psychographics, all of these things. When I start to integrate all of this stuff, this is how I start to make better and better investment decisions. Now, is it perfect? No, we all have blind spots. So check and double check, but also ask other people to provide input. What am I missing here? Why shouldn't I do this deal? What is it that I'm missing? Why does this, why is this deal too good to be true? And I think if we say no more than we say yes, we're going to set ourselves up for success. But ultimately, this is the filter with which we can put opportunities through to understand if it's the decision that we can make. We're never going to have a hundred percent of the information, right? But if we feel that we've got 80 or 90% and we feel good and our intuition is giving us the green light, then be bold, be bold, step up to the plate because your future self is only going to thank your courage, you know, your willingness to step out on a limb, your willingness to be uncomfortable, your willingness to be flexible and to implement contingency plans when needed. And ultimately, that's what it takes to be successful in the real estate investing business uh, as an investor overall. And so I hope you found this to be valuable. If you did, please share this with someone else. Um, that's a fee really for listening today is to really share this with someone else, share this with someone in your network, share this on social media. Uh, because the only way that we can continue to grow this podcast is if we earn your introductions, just like any business, it's all about referrals. And so we're going to continue to bring massive value to you. If you did find value from this, also give us a rating review and subscribe or follow Elevate Podcasts and wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Until next time, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results. 
by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.